0: I feel famous now, but I'm on your guys' podcast.
1: You are famous now. This is legit. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, we'll get going here. All right, everyone, welcome to the SEM podcast. I'm Jack Bryce with Zach Hewlett co-hosting with me, and we're joined today by Arthur Butan, all the way from Canada, right? That's right. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Excellent. And, uh, he's got his Canadian accent back. I can hear it, uh, coming <laughs> through. So, um, thank you very much for joining us tonight.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So, so excited to have been consuming these, these podcasts and these episodes and, and excited to be a part of it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Zach, he said he missed it coming out today. He was on the daily feed and then miss one day. So.
2: <laughs> Sorry. You know, one one day you got to have a rest, right? It's like what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, indeed.
1: yeah. All right. Well, you've heard the format, but we go we talk about, you know, a little bit of your story getting to Scotland. Um and then we we'll kind of skip over to see what you've been up to since then, then we'll go back and we'll we'll talk about the mission overall. So start us out with how you ended up on a mission and got your call, all of that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Thank you. So I actually was a convert um, in the church. I uh, was baptized when I was, I was 11 or 12. And then my family actually got, uh, went inactive shortly thereafter. And it wasn't until I was about 20 when I was like starting to think about the gospel and, you know, if there's a God and all that kind of fun stuff. And, um, and so it's kind of a, kind of a neat experience that, uh um you know, through through prayer and through study, I, I actually found, you know, I, I got my answer. I came to know that there there was a God, and uh, I found myself sitting in, in my bishop's office and uh, answering the question, so when are you going to serve a mission? <laughs> and uh, back then, I didn't know too much about serving missions and how old you need to be. I, I was over 20 already, and so I thought maybe I was getting too old for it, but um, he assured me that I still had some time, and and uh, so it took me a couple of years to kind of prepare spiritually and financially and all that kind of fun stuff. And I actually turned 22 in the MTC. And okay. uh, so it was kind of cool, but uh, kind of a neat story in in receiving my call. So I was working um, out of town actually when my call came, I told this and nobody open it, <laughs> don't open it and keep it closed. And uh, it was, I think one week turned into two weeks and it started to, get a little bit long and uh my mom got a, a letter from president wilkinson uh in spylaw road <laughs> she's like i think i know where you're going on your mission and so at that point they had her open up the call and read it out to me and uh and i uh, was able to learn that i was going to uh, scotland so that was kind of cool
1: wow so were you working in the oil fields I was. yeah <laughs> i was yeah i remember that so that's that's one way to pay for a mission, right? Man. That's right. Yeah,
0: they send you up in the bush and you're gone for you don't know, see the light of day, you're working twelve hour shifts and it's just all day every day for as long as they can work you and then they send you home. So
1: Wow. Cool. So what what was the time frame of that? Like a year, month when you got your when call I got the call and, in, and then yeah. I got
0: sent out. You know what? I it was sometime in the summer and I left in uh um, October of, uh, 2022 or 20, sorry, 2002, 2022, 2002. And so I left, uh, um, so Brandon Negan was my, was in my MTC group. Had a few guys, um, okay. uh, David Martinez and, uh, the Krieger and brother, Holt or Elder Holt, uh, Timothy Holt. Uh, there's a, to name a few of them that were in my MTC group. And so we all got to experience Halloween and Guy Fox night in the MTC remember all the fireworks going off we could hear it from the mpc and we're like what is going on yeah <laughs> and uh got to learn a little bit about uh, that cool tradition
1: cool and celebrated your birthday with fireworks yeah,
0: that's right that's right <laughs> yeah it was good
1: cool all right so we'll skip ahead now since you've been home tell us about what you've been up to these last 18 years or so Sure. Yeah. So
0: my wife and I just celebrated our 17 year anniversary. So we got married in the summer of 2005. And since then we've had, we have four kids, uh, two boys and two girls. And, um, yeah, things are good. We're still in the same city I left from, so that's been good. But her family moved to Utah. So we do make trips down to Utah once or twice a year. Um, Other than that, uh, work-wise, I actually went to school to be a teacher, so I taught for a few years. But um, back when I was I got my education degree, uh, teachers were being like lots of costs and stuff were being cut from the education system, so there's lots of teachers being laid off and stuff. And uh, and I had started a a couple businesses to kind of keep me out of debt while I was in school, and they started doing better than my prospects of teaching, so I just bought and sold a couple businesses throughout the last few years and right now I'm actually working with a tech startup so I've I've done a few different things but uh
1: it's it's been
0: fun yeah
1: cool so your wife is from Canada but her family moved down to Utah is that right that's right
0: yeah they moved down to Utah for for business reasons and so we stayed here but we get to go down there and go visit often
1: and what ages are your kids uh
0: so I have a 14 year old daughter Eleven-year-old uh, son, a nine-year-old daughter, and then a five-year-old son.
1: All right, cool.
0: Yeah, so we got the nice spread. Yeah,
1: good stair steps there.
0: Oh, no. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back, you can you can start at the MTC, or you can start with the the mission timeline uh, when you got to Scotland. But tell us, you know, where you served and who you served with, as as far as you remember we don't ask for a hundred percent accuracy on this. So, you know,
0: <laughs> you're not marking me. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> we, we
1: have no idea who you could tell us, you served with anybody and we just say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I
0: appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, MTC, I got to serve with Elder Holt, um, Timothy Holt, uh, I think he's from Arizona. Him and I had a lot of fun together. Both of us, you know, we're, we working hard and studying hard and whatnot, but, uh, um, him and I, uh, one little story that came to me when I was I was kind of thinking about this, uh, you know, doing this is him and I were, it was like a Sunday and we had some free time at the MTC and we jumped over the fence to go see the temple. It was like locked and we like jumped the fence. And uh, the MTC, not the MTC president, one of the temple workers, we got in trouble anyway. But uh, so we were getting into a little bit of trouble at the MTC. For the most part, we were actually really good and diligent, hardworking missionaries.
2: Just um, I to, to see the bit. temple.
0: That's we just wanted to see the temple, but it was right around that time where um, I think it was like shortly after 9-11 and they were like up in security and stuff like that. So, so that <laughs> yeah.
1: was
0: kind of an interesting experience, but I showed up to the MTC, and uh, him and I got to work together and we had kind of an interesting experience. Um, and Elder um, Egan kind of mentioned it a little bit in his interview, but three or four days into memorizing the scriptures, like like not the scriptures, but the discussions, like the actual booklets where we had to remember every paragraph yeah. that was still our group. And then three or four days into it, um, Elder Ballard came and was like, hold on, hold on, let's stop. We're stopping what we're doing. And at that point we changed from the directive was to, to um, obtain the, obtain the word and to study the doctrine and to kind of build your own outlines and, you know, preach by the spirit. Wow. So that was kind of a unique kind of experience for us.
1: Yeah, Elder Egan mentioned that Elder Ballard had came, but he didn't mention that, that was his purpose, implementing that change. So that's that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and then I know Elder um, I know you normally ask at the end, you know, the, the preach my gospel thing. Uh Yeah. So when I was on my way out, um we had the two like photocopy chapters that we were kind of working from, so we didn't even get to experience like the full book either. So but uh it's about a two year time frame where we were um, in between those two main major systems,
1: yeah, that gives a pretty good timeline of the transition that happened between the two systems two years basically from going rote to making your own lessons to preach my gospel. So that's cool. I would,
2: I would imagine that your printed out copy was beat up by the time you went home with the fact that that was what you had. I mean, I know that my book is pretty beat up, but can you imagine? just printed pieces of paper is it like stapled or paper clipped or something that just could get the tar beat out of it. I'm sure it was pretty intense.
0: Yeah, we, we, we loved it. And the chapter eight was one of them where we were learning to be organized with our time and stuff. And so that was being rolled in. I can't remember what the other chapter was. I think it was my missionary purpose or something, but I was like, this is gold. (laughs) Like this is good stuff. And so we definitely
1: um, used it and taught from it. And so it was good. Very cool. Yeah, I actually, yes. I memorized the first line of the first discussion. I still, I think it's, we are children of God, and he loves us, something to that effect. But I did that before my mission, then it was, it was gone long before I entered MTC. But yeah, most that was people believe was. in a
0: supreme being. There you so go. They may call him by different names. We know that God lives and we want to share our feelings with you about him. Yeah, that was what it was. So
1: lots of fun. There you go. See, after 20 years, you're still and It's still true. Just <laughs> not not what we teach, or at least not the way we teach it anymore. Yeah, totally. Very cool. All right. So Scotland, you, you came in under President Wilkinson. Yep.
0: And we went straight to Peterhead. So I know you guys have been talking a little bit about Peterhead and uh, close to my heart. I love Peterhead. I spent six months there. And uh, four and a half months of those months were with my trainer, Elder Dale um, uh, Billy Dale Bout. And I just remember landing there and, um, you know, first day you got there, I think we went to Jim Peden's house and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he made us up some eggs, which was nice, and uh, we had a little bit of a missionary, uh, he was the mission leader, so I think we had a missionary correlation, a little bit of a meeting there.
1: And had uh, had Elder Dalebout already been there? Or he had been I there
0: for, it? no, about three months or so, yeah, with another
1: elder, so. Must be a popular starting spot, because your, Zach started there, we interviewed another elder last week that started there, and now you're the third, that that was their greeny area, so.
2: Oh, the, I loved it. The best place to start.
0: Oh man, like and the words like you, there's no place in Scotland that say the same things like them, like fit like maloons, like <laughs> <laughs> like where else in Scotland do people understand yeah. that except for like Thurso, right?
1: And that, that was the only uh, place uh, where the Walmart, like the bathrooms in Walmart, had loons and coins on it instead of ladies and gentlemen, and that's like
0: that's right. <laughs> I remember we were at one one member's house and, and this little girl was was playing, talking to the TV or a doll or something. And she's like, DNA can nothing. And she's like, I can all hang. <laughs> 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 I just remember knocking on the first few doors and not having a clue what they said. Like I would say, do you believe in God? And they say, I didn't can. And I thought they're saying like, I don't care. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of not really what I was expecting as a response, but um, the Muckle Kirk and all of that uh, great old manies and old wifeies, and it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, definitely a great place to learn the language. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, so
0: I spent four and a half months with uh, with Daleboat, and then I had six weeks with Elder Pierski. Did you, I think he was a little bit older. He was from Boonville, Mississippi, and he he was a cool guy. He uh, loved Phantom of the Opera, so we always listened to like that kind of music. And a uh, funny story about him. I don't know if you'll get him on this, on this, uh, but um, so he got into some kind of romantic relationship with some girl previous pre, pre, prior to coming to Peterhead, and he got shipped all the way up to Shetland. Kind of like you transferred up there. <laughs> President Wilkinson sent as far as he possibly could. <laughs> like, you are going up. <laughs> but uh, he was a good, good, good friend and a good elder. And uh, I enjoyed spending some time with him. And then I was off to Canvas Line. Oh, one other thing I, I should uh, make sure and mention. Um, in Peterhead, I actually flipped a car there. So we were on our way to church and we were, um, we were, we had like, Three sets of investigators going, and we were late, and it was kind of icy, and we we're just cruising, and we were going around this roundabout, and the I think it was a roundabout or it was like a tight curve or something like that. Anyway, and we totaled the car, so oh, wow. that was a little bit of a, a little bit of fun. But n- neither of us got hurt. You know, angels loaded us on. Top you of were the driving stone fence, and Lipiurski screamed, and yeah, it was
1: uh, it was good. But uh, we did survived. the car land on top of the fence? It did, yeah. I it think did. I, saw, I think you showed me a picture of that. Did you see a picture it's of that? <laughs> wild,
0: <laughs> perched wow. up there on
1: one of those old stone border fences. So that's
0: right. Wow. Yeah. So have yeah. Uh, I have a testimony that angels were looking after us that day, and uh, we we live to tell about it. So
1: yeah, if you do have a picture of that, you send it. We'll put it on the website and. Included at the <laughs> podcast and stuff that that's unique Will
0: do. yeah I have to you know what I don't even know where all my pictures are I had a digital camera <laughs> and I gotta go looking for them because I haven't haven't looked at them for years so all right um, yeah, so then I went to campus lane and um, I was with Elder Morgan for about uh, he had, I had an interesting time with Elder Morgan so he was from uh, Sacramento I think somewhere in California. And him and I, the first six weeks, we worked really, really hard. And then um the second six weeks that we were together, he was like, I'm I'm done. I don't want to be a missionary, I don't want to be here. It was like it's like I'm uh-huh. only here because my parent yeah, it was like night day. Yeah. And it actually coincided with the President Wilkinson leaving and President Greens coming in. And so you know, he was dealing with some things. And so, but my, my second six weeks there, we were, we sat around the flat. We didn't kind of do much. He actually snuck a TV into our flat. And um, if you know, remember in Scotland, but that's kind of illegal to like watch TV without a license. And so, mm-hmm. assistants ended up coming and taking it. But um, wow, we uh, we worked, the first six weeks, we worked really, really hard. We taught tons. Um, and it was a good good six weeks. But the second six weeks, not so much. But, um, this is, um, you know, I know I, you often ask about kind of your experience with president brains, So well, this was my first experience with president Breens because I was like, I was like this, I was still young, right? Like greeny fire, like wanted to like baptize the whole Island. And here we were sitting in the flat for, you know, all this time. And I kind of broke down. I was like, president brains, help me. <laughs> I was like, I, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time. Right. And he just yeah. put his arms around me and he's like, you know what? You got this, and um you know get through this and and I was worried about like you know what I would do after, and would I be able to still work hard and he's like, oh yeah I, I had all the confidence in the world for for me and for um the work that we could do and and then I got uh, a rock star companion, um elder Chris Pattenden, who you guys <laughs> zach were, were you, he, he was in the mission at the same time you were there, right?
2: yeah he was he was there um towards the end of his mission was when i started so yes
0: you had a little bit of a taste to him so yep but anyway yeah so i got to train him and him and i spent four and a half months together and had a ton of fun but uh it was it was so it was yeah it was very obviously contrasting to be in a place where you're not doing much and you know you're watching the you know the the little ticks of the second hand on the clock just going oh, tick, 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 tick to like <laughs> to like uh him and i just went out there and we just ripped it apart so it was lots of
1: fun so you trained patented yep the the older in because actually his little brother ended up serving after him so served yep. was one of zach's companions mm-hmm. okay okay and that was yep. his brother yep Yep. okay i didn't know that so
0: um i had heard there was another other patented that came there but i didn't realize it was his brother so that's cool
2: Yes, S- Stewart is his younger brother, and he came in. I want to say it was probably four, four, or six months after Chris had gone home. So oh, okay. um, it wasn't like there was any overlap. I think they there was an age difference that allowed them to serve in the same mission but separately.
0: Oh, that's cool. But yeah,
2: both both great great guys.
0: One of my favorite stories of serving with Chris Patton and we were, we went to this lady's house and she was kind of an investigator, but more than anything, she just liked to feed us. And uh, I think she was Ukrainian or something. She made this amazing food. Well, one day, one day we went there and she was feeding us and she wasn't eating at the same time as us. She was feeding us. And all Patton and I are just sitting there and we're trying to have like gospel conversations, but she just keeps piling this food on our plates. And you'd get halfway done the plate and she would fill it up again. <laughs> and so here we are, like, I honestly, I don't think I've ever been as full and I'll never will be as full again. I could barely do it. And I finally, and I was like, okay, I can't, I just can't, I can't. But Chris <laughs> just kept going there. Right. And I was like, what is happening? Like what's going on? So anyway, we leave the house and, uh, we're walking down the street and he pulls out of like all this food, like in this napkins and stuff that he had st- stuffed oh, in his no. pocket. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, I didn't even see him. I was sitting there the whole time beside <laughs> him and I didn't even see him sneak this food. He did a good job because I was, uh, I was just, yeah, wolfing it down. And wow. it was
2: good. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. But yeah, we worked hard, and we, we baptized there, and we met some amazing people. It coincided, actually. Uh, did either of you guys serve there?
1: I did not serve in Cavs. No? No.
0: So they had this import uh, branch president from the Glasgow Stake or Glasgow Ward, come in and be a branch president there while we were there, and he was he was awesome. He was on fire and having lots of, like... We call them munch and mingles and slurping and blurps uh, after after <laughs> sacrament and after church. And just the, he was missionary-minded and focused. And so it was just like the stars were aligned. And, and it really opened up hope for Chris and I to,
1: to do some cool things there. So it was fun. Wow. So four and a half months you guys were together?
0: Yeah. So I was trained for four and a half, and then I trained for four and a half. Man. Yeah. That's, so that was a pretty seven that was a seven and a half month area for me. And yeah, then that's, I went to, that's amazing. then I went to Dalkeith and Dalkeith is close to Edinburgh. Um, yeah. Beautiful area, like lots of rolling Hills and obviously it's south of, of Edinburgh a little bit. And, um, some, lot of, lots of little towns. Our flat was beautiful. Uh, Got to uh, just, uh, yeah, taught some people there. I spent my first three months with uh, Elder Trenton Olson and um, trying to think of uh, anything notable there. We taught some, yeah, taught, obviously taught some fantastic people. One fun thing we did there was uh, we went to Rosslyn Chapel. You guys ever heard of Rosslyn Chapel?
1: Yep, the closing scene of Da Vinci Code the That's church right. he runs into That's yeah in chapter.
0: so it, he did a little bit of his own activity out there and every inch of the walls is just carved in some kind of like spiritual scripture you know something from the scriptures of um
1: yeah there's like know, the symbolic meaning and stuff seven deadly sins are carved in story form into the walls and stuff it is really That's, cool
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was really neat. So we did that. Um I spent uh, we spent Christmas together there. And then I, I got Elder Grota, Harold Grota. Did he,
1: did you guys you knew him? That's that's when I came into the mission. You guys were my first zone leaders.
0: Okay. I think okay. I was
1: down I was down in Dumfries.
0: Right. He was awesome. He uh, he was from France and um, from Nice. And, uh, yeah, we, we got to, to work, work together. We, we, I remember we taught this, this man named Tony and, um, funny thing. So obviously, okay. So we taught Tony, I shouldn't jump around here. We taught Tony and he was an amazing, amazing man, um, Catholic. And I remember just the way that he talked about feeling the spirit. The first time he felt the spirit, he said, I just, he just felt this amazing peace and love just kind of wash over his, uh, over his heart and he's just explaining this to us. And Elder Garota and I were like, wow, we've never had an investigator kind of like explain the, you know, strong feelings of the spirit. Um, we, we actually never ended up baptizing him um, because of uh, some different complications with some family stuff, but uh, had some amazing experiences teaching him. But after our first six weeks, we, we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen in our second, uh, if we were going to stay together, but but we ended up, so I ended up being there for six months in that area as well. But uh we, I think we had, I think we had a little bit of like a, I think we were having a kind of a little bit of a tough time. I don't know if him and I were um, just, you know, you yeah, have personality conflicts from time to time. Anyway, him and I went out the next morning and we went um, GQing in the street. And we both saw somebody that we ended up baptizing that day. We both GQed into somebody and uh, Mark, who um, we had baptized was, was six weeks later. And then a lady named Val uh, got baptized shortly after I left. And so that was kind of a cool experience that we were both like, okay, I guess there's more work for us to do here yeah. in uh, in Dalkeith. And uh, we just went out and went to work and had some cool experiences that way.
2: That's great. I think you're the first person, Arthur, to have mentioned the term GQing in our podcast because that's what I remember. And I've heard other people reference like uh, street contacting and things like that. But I remember the term GQing when I came into the mission.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. I was thinking about street contacting just prior, but uh, for some reason GQing came out and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly a little bit of Scotland's coming back, but uh, golden questioning, right? Yeah. That's, and, a good, that's uh, it. Trying to trying to stop people in the street. I loved GQing. Um I, it was, it was my, so I came into the mission, hating it and like dreading it like completely. And what I hated more was knocking on doors when nobody was home. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like horrible. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you're trying to be productive. What do you do? You go where the people are. And we started teaching people in the streets and, um, yeah, a couple of people got baptized from that. And it was just talking to people and stopping them. And, you know, often you would never, there's no lead up or no follow up, right? But you were able to talk to somebody about, you know, like, why do bad things happen to good people, right? Like, those types of questions came up all the time. Like, I believe in God, but I don't know. My mom died of cancer and she was a good person. So I'm kind of mad at God. And, you know, you could just leave them just a little bit better than you found them. Yeah. And so that was lots of good memories
1: doing that. I, you're one of the missionaries I remember going on exchanges with and doing GQing. And I, I never grew to like it on the mission, but I always like, like, how do these guys, they're walking down the street with a smile on their face. I, I'm going to bring this up with Asariato as well. Cause his GQing approach was just to walk down the street with a smile on his face and people would talk to him, but that was never mine. That never worked <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, you are another one of those who I'm out there on the street and I'm I'm observing you from a distance. You know, as one of my mission leaders, and I'm like, this guy is happy to be out here on the street talking to strangers, and it's just amazing. So that's cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it was lots of fun, and you know, obviously, that time there was also goals, right? So how many how many people could you teach? How many bookmarks could you give away? And there's no faster way than walking through stream of people right when you're you yeah. know let just stop and if they say no you got another person right behind you that you can try and stop right and just so yeah it was kind of fun that reminds me actually I was uh um traveling you know uh you and I were talking about this just just recently Jack but uh a traveling missionary for for a couple times in my mission and uh, I was GQing in my sleep so I was actually surfing <laughs> with Sprague <laughs> and uh he was he was playing it up. I had like we had like come in for like a quick lunch and I just fall asleep like on the bed just sitting there and uh <laughs> started started having a conversation teaching the gospel in my sleep and uh he, he was like playing it back, he was like answering back and then I'd like respond <laughs> and then like I snapped out oh, of it and I was like, What you, what's what's going on? Anyway, that was kind of fun.
2: <laughs> That's great. It's a very that, spra- sprag thing to do <laughs> it's yeah. to see you, see you asleep and be the other voice in your head as you're GQing in your sleep. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was good times. He was, he was, he was a fun elder day to serve, with. all right.
1: Where from there?
0: So yeah. Trying to think. Okay. So Del Keith, um, then I went to, so yeah, then I went traveling. So president Vreen's, uh, Reached out to me, and um, we, we tried this concept of a traveling missionary. You know, every once in a while, there's an extra missionary, right? There's like an odd number of missionaries, and so instead of just putting me or somebody else in a tripanion ship, he thought he would try this thing called a traveling missionary, and he sent me out to uh, serve with um, some elders. Uh, sometimes there were some elders who were getting maybe homesick or you know struggling a little bit, or sometimes it was just to you know, hey these guys wanted to learn how to GQ and you know, you've GQ a few times, like go out there and work with them or help them with the door approach, whatever it was. And so I, I got the benefit of, of serving with a couple of companionships for the next six weeks. And then also my last six weeks on my mission, I got to serve with, um, with six companionships. Actually I was, I was six oh. different companionships. So that was kind of a neat experience. Uh And um yeah, Jack, Jack was one of those uh, companionships, him and, uh, yeah. Me and Elder Schmidt?
1: Schmidt, yep. Elder Schmidt, yeah. You, can't, you came to us because we were both like super young in the mission.
0: Yeah, but that sounds familiar.
1: He'd been there probably three months and I'd been there, I think like seven. So that was, we needed some some senior leadership to come in and kind of train us a little bit more working. It was great.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I loved it. I loved, because you just get to know so many more missionaries so fast, right? And it was only a quick week, right? It was it was in and out, but yep. uh, we I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it, and um, and got me to kind of you know, get out and enjoy enjoy the work in different places as well, which was nice.
1: Yeah, I was telling you we we've talked to Bear and Sprague, who were one of those companionships that you came to as well, and all of they've all mentioned what an like an impact that had just in a short time. And I know for me, we ha- we actually had a decent teaching pool when you came in. Um, but we weren't challenging our our friends enough to keep their commitments, and you did that really well. It's like um, we were we were visiting with like a born again minister, and uh, we'd been going there for several weeks. We'd actually been to his congregation and heard him preach, and you came in and said, "Hey, you need to you need to find out for yourself if Joseph Smith's a prophet or not." Um, and that that was great because we hadn't been that forward in like, hey here's what we're here for, uh, do it. So.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I remember talking to that guy and I remember I had, so I had a hard time, not obviously a lot of missionaries have a hard time with this. It's just not like turning it into a bash. Right. And like, yeah, you know, what's born again, me, you know, you know what I mean? Just like go and turn it into this battle. Right. And so I remember having a hard time with that, but, uh, I'm glad that, it turned out to be a positive experience with you, uh, because I was uh yeah, I was hoping that way, right? Obviously yeah. you go out there and you try to do your best, but never That was, how it was
1: that was Gordon Frame. And so from then on he wouldn't let us teach him, but we were still his friends. And actually <laughs> when, when Elder Schmidt got sick, he brought us soup, like a very oh, that's nice. you know, like definitely example of Christian brotherhood, which that's the church he belonged to is the Christian Brotherhood, but um yeah. So it, it was great learning experience for me, even if I lost an investigator from it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it was good. It um, needed to happen. Needed to happen.
0: Right. Part, part One of my travels was actually up to the Isle of Lewis uh, with Elder Newman and Elder Mortley. And that was, that's a different experience. So you guys were talking about Shetland and, and Orkney over the last little while. And so I've, I haven't been to either of those places, but uh, but the Isle of Lewis was you know, single track roads and the sheep have the right of way. <laughs> like, it was, it was pretty intense and, uh, you know, not very many trees because there's so much wind. Um, but that would definitely experience everything. Was, was it the same in Orkney, uh, Zach with, uh, with, uh, like everything was in Gaelic before it was in English.
2: Um, so I had a unique opportunity when I was a zone leader, um, in aberdeen we actually were told by the new mission president president fredrickson to go and basically oversee the new missionaries and um so the only time that i saw the signs that were in gaelic as well as in english was when we went to stornoway but um i don't recall the signs being in gaelic as well in in orkney because um from from what I was told, because it was more of a Scandinavian influence on that part of Scotland, there wasn't as big of a Gaelic uh, influence, and so it just wasn't as prominent. Um, but I did see it when I was on Stornoway for a short period of time. So I, I do know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so Stornoway is the main city uh, on the Isle of Lewis. And right. so that was that's where we were. And um, so that was kind of fun. And uh, Elder Mortley and Elder Newman were fantastic elders but yeah totally different experience Mm -hmm. being on an island versus being anywhere on the mainland
1: absolutely all right so between traveling you were in the mission home
0: yeah yep spent a few months with um three months in the mission home with um, elder nelson uh for six weeks and then elder egan for six weeks Okay. And I also got to serve because the office elders there at the time were Elder Jack Cardos and Elder Rittman. Mm. And so while well, we we the cool thing about that is you're in a flat with basically with with four elders, which is which is fun. but um but yeah, got to got to spend time lots of time with President Breen's and Sister Breens and um had some great companions and got to got to do some cool things. so it was a good experience there too.
1: Right. Any uh memories of Sister Vreens you want to share with us? You know Sister
0: Vreens was awesome. She loved the missionaries. Uh you know everybody talks about the piggy nose and you know it was it was goofy and it shocked us and but uh, you know it was something everybody thinks about and that's probably why she did it. But one of the, the stories and I actually don't remember if it was me or if it was somebody else that told me the story, but one of the stories that really you know helped me to picture sister Breens in my mind is uh there was a group of missionaries who were on the you know those white buses where you're when you first come into the mission you kind of turn around edinburgh and this you know how there's nudity everywhere in scotland so on the back of this bus was this lady like completely like modeling lingerie or something <laughs> sister Breens looked at it, it was like nah i just screamed and Elders, <laughs> hide your eyes like, close your eyes <laughs> so that uh that's that the kind of person that sister brings life she was pure as pure could be Yeah, just wanted to be obedient and work hard and she she didn't like my hair i always had to kind of push it down a little bit more when when i was with her but um she was just she was a sweet lady and uh yeah, loved loved her and loved President
1: Preen's as well. That's great. Yeah, I actually went back in 2011 with my – I took my wife. I had my parents and my grandpa came with us, and um, we stopped for gas at a gas station, and my dad and grandpa were walking over to the newsstand, and, you know, they've got them covered, but I was like, don't check the news here. <laughs> like, that's, but,
2: Yeah. I remember that that was one of the first things that Jack told me. He goes, whatever you do, if someone's reading a newspaper, don't try and catch a a glimpse because you might catch something you didn't expect to be in the newspaper. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad that I got that advice in advance because otherwise I would have been completely taken aback by it. It was just unreal that that was something that was so common.
0: Yeah, so just everywhere, right? Yep the sun right it was the sun i think and
2: yeah, yeah. don't look yes, at the indeed.
0: sun <laughs> you see the sun you <laughs> turn your head there's going to be problems there
2: <laughs> yes indeed
0: um but yeah loved loved uh loved working with sister beans present beans loved loved the missionaries um what a what a special what special man he was um i remember you know thinking and praying with him you know on setting up missionary companionships or, you know, dealing with missionaries, do some silly things from time to time. Right. (laughs) You get to, you get to kind of see it all um, when you're, when you're there and you're working close with them. But uh, he was just, uh, just a wonderful man. And uh, you know, one of the things that every, every, you know, whenever I think of him, the first thing I think of is, is that the famous elder Bhutan? Did he, did he say that to, is he still saying that at your time?
2: Zach, yeah. Oh That's yes, the, that I, was, I, was the, the greeting. <laughs> yes,
0: this is this the famous President Brees. <laughs> so,
2: yes, he that was uh, definitely something he made you feel special just by making make it, Hey, is this the famous Elder Hewlett? You know, I, it was one of those things that you just knew he 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 meant it. It wasn't something he just said. He he meant it. It's true. Yeah, that's so okay. cool.
0: Yeah, lots of fun there. Great. So, uh, also one of the things that I wanted to to mention is the, the 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 lemons, and I know you guys have talked a little bit about the lemons, but how sweet that they were um, in the admission home. Uh, I remember bringing them a battered a battered Mars bar once, and you know they reluctantly ate it <laughs> 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 and regretted every moment of it. But uh, they were great people.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a couple we need to get contact with and have them on here. Cause just hearing, you know, Elder Lemon's backstory and everything is just fascinating. It's an amazing couple there. So cool. Uh, What, you know, what experiences did you have on the mission that you've seen kind of lasting impact? I know there's a lot, but maybe one in particular that, You've seen since the mission. You reflect on. You look back on. Is kind of anchored your journey since then.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, obviously, yeah, lots of, lots of experiences on my mission. Um, lots of times feeling the spirit. Uh, you know, often when I'm thinking about the spirit, or I'm thinking about how to teach teach people to feel the spirit. I think about um, my time in the MTC and then in my time teaching the gospel, uh, on my mission, um, you know, leadership callings and whatnot, you know, the opportunity to, to think about times where I was able to be, learn how to be a leader on my mission. Um, you know, one of the things that I think I learned and this, this came all the way back from my, my trainer, when I first started in Peterhead is he was really good at working hard, but also at having fun. And, I don't know, you know, obviously when I'm a new missionary at times I didn't know how to maybe separate the two. I thought maybe you just had to work really, really really hard or you go out and you have lots of fun and can really do both. But he taught me that you can do both and that, you know, sharing the gospel and you know, serving, um, you know, it can be a fun experience too. And, and uh, you can joke around and you can have fun and it can be, uh, yeah, they, they work well together. And so then I carried that throughout the rest of my mission, having fun with other companions and uh, did what I could to keep it light, but also, also work hard. So I don't know, that was, that was something I think I, you know, I I took for my mission and that I'm doing what I can to teach my kids and to teach others that I I serve with.
1: Yeah. Just occurred to me that if you, you know, you told us the story of coming back to the church and everything in your twenties and you wouldn't have had the experience of being deacon's president, teacher's corn president, things like that and uh, and the ironic priesthood. So getting that experience on the mission is great.
0: I took uh, did any of you guys ever go out for a jobby supper on your mission? Did anybody take you for a I day
2: recall day? that. Guilty, yes. <laughs> that 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 happens. The first time in my mission, when I had two two sets of missionaries in a uh, an area with me, we went out to a chip shop in Dunfermline, and one of the missionaries happened to be from my group. But he's like, "Hey, get the jobby supper," and I was like, "What does that mean?" And he goes, "Just just ask for it," and I kid you not, clearly the 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 guy behind the counter had heard it too many times before, and so. I, I, being naive, asked for it. He just, he just shook his head and chuckled, and was like, "You, I remember, I'm sure he's looking at us like you dumb Americans. You don't know what you're asking for." So, yes, I do remember that
0: yeah i took elder bear for a jobby supper so
2: somebody took me for a jobby
0: supper and it was, it was it didn't work as well it was kind of like awkward like there was a lot of people there and it just didn't work as well but i i got him really good and uh, <laughs> I, said to, I said to the person i said i'll have a fishing off your supper right and uh and then bear's like what would you ask for i was like jobby supper i was like what it's like yeah jo- jobby supper so he's like i'll have a jobby supper and they're like the lady looked at him like kind of puzzled and he's like a jobby supper, and he said it like louder. <laughs> so anyway, by the, by the end, he was like, I'll I'll "How would he add?" <laughs> uh, anyway, I told him, broke it down after, and it was kind of fun. So glad that oh, that's like, going gosh. around the mission.
2: Uh, that's too funny. I had forgotten about that experience until you brought up the word jobby. Uh, you know, you don't hear that word very often, and there's reason why. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> no,
0: and it's all fun, right? And, you know, yeah. we I remember you guys talking about Slane's Castle. You know, we did the chat, capture the flag thing there, too. And, you know, lasting memory, right? Um, Kelty cold bag, cold bag race. I remember doing that. And yeah. just, you know, all those kind of things are, you know, you obviously remember your companions. You remember the members you served with. But you also remember some of the cool things you did. And that's one of the blessings that we had. Being in Scotland, um, having so many cool, you know, peak and just all these cool things to be able to do. So we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is when I, anybody, when I say I lived in Scotland for two years, they're just, that's what they go to, right? They're like, oh, wow. You know, you around all the castles and everything, which was, it was really cool. We, I, I don't think I ever took it for granted being there. You you look up, you see buildings that are older than our countries. You see, you know, castles, real castles that kings lived in. And it's really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember this lady named Winifred. Did you guys ever hear of Winifred?
2: Yeah? You, you served in Hamilton, yes. Winifred's one of oh. my favorite people.
0: She loved the missionaries and she was so sweet. She took us to Sterling castle. I think we did a P day out there Mm -hmm. and yeah, she was just so sweet. So I didn't serve in Hamilton, but I was in campus Lang, which was the neighboring town. And so we were in the same, um, the same district as the Hamilton elders. So then we got to see her often and yeah, she was a sweet, sweet lady.
2: Yeah, she was, she was the, one of the, the people that I, when I first met her, I was immediately impressed by her. And then beyond that, she, you know, I heard all the stories about how she had taken the gospel principles manual and she was actually teaching out of that book at her church. Like that's, that's the level of understanding that she knew that what we were doing was, was good for bringing people to Christ. Um obviously, for many reasons, she didn't join the church while I was there, and who knows, that could have changed since since then, but she was just a very genuine person and loved being with us and just uh, enjoying our company. It was a wonderful, she's a wonderful person. I love her.
0: Yeah, loved love the missionaries, love taking us places. She even took us to the Falkirk Wheel. Um, I got to go to a couple of places. I was there for seven and a half months, so got wow. to, I got to enjoy the time, but uh, yeah, super, super friendly catholic right catholic as catholic as you could possibly get yeah but
2: yeah Yeah, that's awesome i'm glad that you got to meet her she's she's wonderful
0: so did you serve in hamilton then
2: yeah i had a a six-week period in between all of my six-month areas but i was in hamilton for a six-week stint um i was the district leader there and i don't know we we went there um you know, every Sunday night for dinner. And she, she actually had us at that time on a rotation where one of the missionaries would make a meal one week and then the other would make another meal the next week. And then she would make the meal the third week. And so that was our rotation that we did. And, um, I don't know, it was just a really enjoyable experience and she was always so hospitable.
0: I love that you, re- you remember that. I forgot all about that. We, we didn't get the pleasure of, of eating over there because um, we were in a different area. But uh, I remember hearing about that experience from other others. And what yeah. a cool thing,
2: right? Yeah.
0: In a place where DAs were not very regular, right? Like,
2: <laughs> No, I mean, it, it made it more difficult because we didn't have a car and obviously getting from place to place. And some of the mem- the members did live in outlying areas, not in like Hamilton proper. And so it did make it challenging, but she was the most consistent dinner appointment that we had of anybody. And so a funny experience just popped into my mind too, because, uh, I remember I was the, like I said, the Hamilton district leader at the time, and we were there during the 2006 World Cup and if you remember watching it, um, the, the, we, we were actually over at her house during the World Cup final and we had been told by President Vrains, hey, let's stay off the streets, you know, there's a big soccer tournament going on, just, you know, find a place to hunker down and enjoy and we happened to be there and she had the game on in the background and <laughs> I was taking numbers. I was on the phone with other missionaries taking numbers when Zinedine Zidane headbutted the guy in the chest. <laughs> and I remember being on the phone like in shock and the missionary and the other end was like, Elder, are you still there? And I said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I got distracted. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's funny. Memory just came back. I'm sitting in her front room. I can see that whole thing coming, coming about. It's kind of a crazy experience. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Well, as far as your experience too, going back, Arthur, in regards to Pratt's Hill, you know, take us back through your experience. We've had a few few missionaries that have talked about that unique experience and, um, just go ahead and share yours.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I got a picture of Pratt's, Pratt's Hill on my, on my wall and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it'll be forever a sacred place for me where I had the opportunity to dedicate two years of my life to the Scott, Scottish, uh, Scottish people. And, um, you know, and to, to revisit it again, uh, on the, on the end. Um, uh, I had a, a little cousin that served in the Scottish Irish mission and they're still doing it. Uh, the mission is yeah. still on Spylab Road and they're still doing that, uh, even though they're sending missionaries to into Ireland as well. But, uh, yeah, it's such a such a special special opportunity to um, yeah to experience that and um, yeah I just think it's so unique that our mission has it and I love that our mission has it and uh, I just think you know what a, what a blessing it was for each of us to experience that and to have you know some church history a little bit right part of that and yeah. you know, this is a unique prominent place in Edinburgh as well so you know Arthur's seat they talk about there and and so. You know, to, to have all of this symbolic symbolism and all of this, um, you know, value that's that's put on this this place and this this opportunity. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's kept with me all, all this time. And you know, from time to time, I'll talk about it in, in talks at church, and I can just yeah, whenever I reflect on dedication, I, I think I think of that time.
2: Yeah, I agree. It, it's in the moment, you know. Tying the mission to the church history that is very prominent there, you know, it didn't mean a lot, but, you know, looking back on the opportunity in the MTC to visit the river, the river ribble and to go to president Hinckley's, uh, his flat that was there just outside of Chorley and, you know, climbing Pratt's Hill and just being in places where, the progenitors of the church walked amongst the people and did the same things that we did probably in a different, a different manner, but still it was, it's unique that we had that opportunity to follow in their footsteps and hopefully find those wheat among the tares that uh, had been left behind.
0: Yeah. It was pivotal for, in the history of the church, right? Uh, all the, the converts that came from, from the UK. Um, yeah kept the church alive in a lot of ways, uh, during those early days. And so to be in that, those places and to walk where they walked is, is for sure. It's very, very, very powerful. And, uh, yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's, um, it's, it's very unique. And then, um, you know, we're, we're blessed to have that, had that opportunity.
2: Amen to that.
0: I don't know if I showed, but if you can see, I'm wearing my oh,
2: Scottish. Got the jersey. You know? I, got,
0: I got dressed up, dressed up for tonight. So,
2: <laughs> I can Good appreciate. I can appreciate that. I think I had that same strip, but I have no idea where it is. It's it's since uh, been packed away. <laughs> Probably don't fit in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Arthur, is there anyone else from the mission that you can think of besides companions and people that you've mentioned that you'd like to hear from as we're continuing in this journey?
0: Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this kind of prior, because um, I know you guys asked this question, you know, honestly, everybody I served with, I would love love to hear from, uh, definitely um, people that I went out on my mission with, right? So Elder Egan and Elder, well, obviously we heard from Elder Egan, but Elder Elder Holt and uh, Elder Kruger and Elder uh, Martinez, uh, you know, a few of those elders. Elder France would love to love to hear from them. So the sisters would be awesome as well. Uh, I remember Sister McConkie, and what was the sister's name that was in Australia?
2: Sister McGowan.
0: Mr. G- yeah, Sister McGowan. I remember those two were were power, powerhouse companionship. Um, so would love to love to hear from them. And yeah, would love to love to hear some of those. You know, we talked about some of the members that, you know, that that were, were huge influences in the work, uh Andy Thompson and in, in campus Lang, Rutherglen area. Um he would be awesome. And um, I don't know, maybe we can get Jim Peden on here too, right?
2: <laughs> that would be something else because I guarantee we'd have people that would listen to it that have lived in Scotland for a few years and wouldn't understand Jim. He is probably the world's best fast talker, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in the show, there's many more. If I just went through my journal, I'm sure I could find some more, but uh, but yeah, love. You know, served with a lot of fantastic missionaries, and so would I love. I, I just love what you guys are doing here. I know that, I was talking to to Jack, it, you guys must be putting a lot of time into this, and so I appreciate it. Um, as a consumer of it, I'm I'm looking forward to more episodes and uh, and reminiscing with more missionaries. And uh, we thank you for you know, the hours of service you're putting into making this making this happen. So thank
1: you. Oh, thank you for participating and. Uh, you know, as we get more and more out there, it helps to to share with your connections as well. It's like we've discovered, you know, this this web is very intertangled and widespread of just Scottish missionaries and people who are connected to the, the SEM. So, as always, if, if anybody listening right now wants to be on, feel free to reach out to us. It's the SEM podcast at 51spylaw.com. Um, And that's the same, that's the website where we've got everything posted as well. So we're just going to keep this rolling and enjoying it and having a good time. It's been, it's been a really great experience just catching up with everyone and hearing the unique uh, but shared experiences that we've, that we've had. So thank you for coming on and for your time this evening.
2: Yeah, thank you, Arthur. It was so good to have you thanks for having me you guys
0: have a fantastic evening and uh looking forward to hearing more episodes come take care All
2: right.
0: bye